Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to today's episode of the ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow for SB Live Sports. Today's will be a little shorter, a little quicker, um, kind of a hot button topic or a hot and interesting topic as of late in the world of sports that's uh, really kind of caught the eye of, of almost everybody that's interested in high school sports. And that is what Ohio High School or perceived to be high school, uh, Bishop Sycamore um, was able to do to get their football team onto the airwaves of ESPN in a nationally televised game against IMG Academy out of Florida uh, at the Pro Football Hall of Game, Pro Football Hall of Fame kickoff weekend, essentially where ESPN aired a number of high-profile high school football games um, to kind of spotlight some of the up-and-coming players across the country that are going to you will start seeing on college football weekends uh, in the next few years. But the the thing behind Bishop Sycamore and why it's so interesting is because they're really not a high school. Um, they're kind of an online prep school. Um, and when you dig in deeper and you read some of the articles, it's so fascinating because um, the coach uh, has had legal issues. And I'm not discrediting you know his path some things have happened in everybody's path but uh he is he's had problems in the past um his staff has had problems in the past and they formed this school to be able to play uh as a kind of like a prep school almost like the img academy in florida that they played against and lost 58 to nothing or on the basketball side like a an oak hill academy that many people have heard of but uh they weren't a true traditional school in the fact that they did not have a physical location. Uh, they did not have a physical uh, location where they had weight workouts, where they had practice, where they played games. They essentially, it seems as if they were uh, trying to be a barnstorming team where they would be able to share uh, with potential players and, and their families that, hey, you come play for us, you're going to get a ton of exposure, we're going to play a national level schedule, uh, we're going to help get you to college. Um, but without the proper setup, it's almost impossible to follow through on those promises of getting players to college. And come to find out, they even had players that were too old to play in high school. And one of the other funny things was because they were trying to put together such a unique and challenging schedule. Um, they played on two games in three days before the game that ESPN aired. And so uh, it, it's interesting um, that ESPN would have been put in this position where uh, they provided a platform for a team such as Bishop Sycamore um, to 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 be seen. Um, but you can't put all the blame on ESPN because many times with these type of events at the high school level, they will outsource all of the production, all of the scheduling, all of the planning uh, to an outside company. And ESPN will just put the game on their airwaves. And I believe that this is what it has happened with a, a company called Paragon Marketing that has run a number of different high school events, um, not just in football, but in basketball as well. So they would have been in charge of kind of vetting the school, figuring out, 
do they really have the amount of high-level recruits um, that would provide um, more interest in watching a game like this? And they would have been in charge of, of vetting the team to see if they would have been a true challenger to such a high school football powerhouse like IMG Academy where it seems as though they weren't because they lost 58 to nothing. But back to the school a little bit, with no physical location, they were renting a library at a at a university in Ohio um, where some kids would come and take online courses. Uh, they would do their schoolwork there. Um, if they were high school-aged kids, uh, my understanding and what I've read online is that they were staying in a large house that was being rented by the staff. If you were a post-grad, uh, it was on you to live wherever you wanted to, to live as long as you withheld upheld certain requirements, whether it was being in so-called online classes as a post-grad student, uh, being at practices, being at work um, at workouts. Uh, really just so interesting um, to see the fallout that's happened since uh, Monday. Three more schools that were on their um, schedule have decided to drop out and um, drop them from their schedule. So Bishop Sycamore has three less games. And those are a couple games against some other really high-level teams across the country. One was against a Duncanville team in Texas that played just recently um, in a game that SB Live, our, our California and our Texas reporters covered pretty closely because modern day, uh, the power out of Santa Ana, California played against Duncanville, Texas. So it's a high level program that uh, they didn't want to be involved in anything like this as well. Um, you know, a couple other things that, you know, really were interesting in, in when I was reading these articles was was the lack of information that ESPN was even able to get on this team because of all the other things that were being covered up, uh, whether it's a lack of a true school, whether it's a lack of, um, you know, eligible players or having to find players uh, last minute, uh, which is, I'm, I'm sure, uh, one of the rumors that I read did happen. Um they, the school was not able to provide ESPN with the amount of background knowledge on their school and on their players that ESPN would want to be able to, to uh, share, to be able to showcase high-level players in a game like this. I've talked to Paul Biancardi uh, of ESPN many times as he's the main uh, color analyst for, for ESPN's high school games that they provide coverage for throughout the season. And these events, these ESPN TV broadcast become less about the teams, to be honest with you, at the high school level and more about the players where they want to know about the top recruits so they can kind of share and, and really uh, emphasize the opportunities that some of these kids have, the stats that these kids have had, the accolades that they've garnered um, to be able to start getting some of these names known in, in sports fans so that when they get to the college level, whether it's college football, college basketball, Many fans have already kind of had a background knowledge of, of who these kids are. Maybe they remember having watched them on an ESPN high school production. Um, and so there's a little bit of uh, uh, early knowledge of these kids before they really uh, have the chance to become household names at the college level. Um, but I also wanted to take this this uh, episode uh to talk quickly about the Bishop Sycamore situation and some of the unique and interesting and, and, and 
I guess, kind of hilarious things that have come about this. But to to share my take on on the whole prep school um, kind of impact that has started to pick up over the last couple of years and just how, how many people are going that route and how many people uh, are thinking that's the necessary way to go about it. And uh, first off, there are some prep schools that have been around for, for 25, 30 years and they do it the right way. And the schools that I'm talking about are your Oak Hill Academies, your Montverde Academies, the ones that have been around for a, a, a long time. La Lumiere in Indiana, Indiana has been around for quite some time. And then the schools in, in the NEPSAC, which is in the upper northeast, um, which are more of your post-grad prep schools where maybe a kid um, – you know, needs to to improve his grades or or his SAT scores before he can become NCAA eligible. A kid will go to school there for a year. Um, th- those are the ones that that I have no issues with. I have no problems with. They've had coaching staffs that have been entrenched there. Uh, they they've done it for the right reasons. They've they've really built these schools almost from scratch, and they've helped hundreds and hundreds of kids to be able to get into college and realize their dreams. Um, those ones I have no issues with. I have no problems with. There's a lot of kids and, and their families that, that reach out to those schools every year that want to be a part of. Yeah, I'm sure there is some recruiting from those schools for kids to go there. Um, but that's just the nature of, of probably what they have to do now because there's been uh, such an increase of what these new wave prep schools or online schools or academies, whatever you want to call them, um, are really trying to do. And many times these academies that are up and running now uh, promise online school and promise six to seven, eight hours of uh, skill work in in focused athletic work for whether it's a basketball program or, or, a, or a football program, uh, they're promising this stuff and they're promising college evaluations and scholarships and, and these coaches of these academies are, are promising. The, they've got relationships and networks that go across all levels of college athletics. And if you just come play for us, you will get a college scholarship and, and everything will be good. They promise playing a national level. Um, but what I have an issue with and what I think uh, is so unfair, and, and I get it, part of it is, you know, kids want the glamour of playing for one of these online schools or academies and they think it's the way to go. But to me, and I might be outdated now um, and think differently, but um, what about the pride of playing for your local high school? Or even if, if, even if you stay local, going to a private school um, in your area as opposed to packing up and moving and going live on, off on your own at, at 17, 16, sometimes even 15 years old to live at one of these academies where they've promised and, and, and shared things with you that, that say are going to happen. And I would be interested to hear, and I think it would be more times those promises weren't delivered upon then they were delivered upon. And then at that point, you're putting a kid in a family in a position of, of searching of what do I do next? And I think a, a great example, a couple great examples of um, how these new academies are really impacting 
um, you know, traditional high school schools are very evident here in the Pacific Northwest where, where I live. I live in Spokane, but, um, you know, the most recent would be Jefferson High School is a tremendous basketball program in, in Portland. They've, they've played in the PIL. They've been um, state champions multiple times over the last 15, 20 years. Uh, Ime Udoka, who is now the head coach of the Boston Celtics, went to Jefferson High School uh, in, in the late 90s before embarking on a college and a professional career. Um, they've been coached the last 12 years or so by uh, a coach by the name of Pat Strickland, who has done a, a unbelievable job. They've been 274 and 71 over the course of his career. He's helped numerous kids get to college and numerous players from his program have gone on to play in the NBA. Um, and those are just t- uh, uh, scratching the surface of the impact that he's had. I also know from many people um, in that Portland area, he's been tremendously impactful kids for kids off the court. But um, he, he resigned uh, in the last week or so. And I don't know too much of the backstory, but I can only imagine a lot of it is because of the frustration of his, a couple of players that have been on his team that he's poured into um, uh, moving on to one of these online academy schools in a different state. And those two players will not be at Jefferson now. They're going to go play in a different route. And knowing um, and having a passion for high school sports the way that he does and what he's done um, I, I don't want to speak for himself, but I would imagine that some of his reasons to uh, retire from high school coaching at this time and just be done with it is just, you know, the fact that he's poured into these kids, he's worked with these kids, um, and they're going to go somewhere else. On the flip side, those kids were probably told, hey, we're going to create exposure for you at this school, we're going to be able to play a national level event. That's fine, but I don't buy it. I don't agree with that because those two kids who are moving on from Jefferson are top 50 level kids in the country. They already have scholarship offers. They are already being coached and taught from a high level coach that has college networks uh, that he can, can help these kids in their recruitment process. They play for high level AAU programs already uh, that that are giving them the exposure that they need. Jefferson High School in Portland plays as high a level schedule as a Portland area team can play. Uh, they, they play in the PIL, which might be the best league in, in Oregon. They play many times the best teams in Seattle whenever schedules align, whether it's O'Day, Rainier Beach, Garfield. They get a chance to play in the premier wintertime uh, National High School Basketball Tournament, the Les Schwab Invitational, when their team is good enough. So I really, when I see something like this, I, I just get frustrated uh, and, and it disappoints me to see what's happening in high school athletics um, and these academies popping up, promising things. Um, you know, two other quick examples. Uh, there's, there's a young man, a, a player who's been at Garfield High School in Seattle for the last couple of years. He's been recruited at a high level. He will be a college player. Uh, he, he left for Wasatch Academy in Utah. Now, there was a player that left Seattle to go to Wasatch Academy a season ago, which um, I felt was different circumstances because last year with the COVID um, shortened season or not knowing if there was going to even be a season in the state of Washington, uh, I thought that was a different 
um, different scenario, different situation, and I didn't have uh, as much of an issue with that as I do with this. Uh, Another opportunity or another one that pops up is um, uh, a player by the name of Marjan Bochamp. He was at Rainier Beach. He left to be at an online school academy and train for a year to get ready for the NBA draft. Just trained, wasn't playing on a team of any sort to just train. Um, Things weren't going as well as maybe um, were were told they were going to or promises weren't held. And he ended up transferring to Yakima Valley Community College where he played uh, a shortened season, um, put together some nice numbers, put his name in the NBA draft, was not drafted, but but thankfully for the kid, um, he has signed with the NBA G League, and will he ha- he will have an opportunity um, to further his career and enha- enhance his opportunities um, to play in the NBA, which has, he has stated from a very young age that was his goal. Um, and he's a talented kid, so there's a chance that it works out for him. And obviously, being a Northwest guy, I am hoping that it does work out for him, but. I know it's a, a different take today, um, but with all of the ideas and all the articles coming out on, on Bishop Sycamore, not only on our SB Live platforms, but many of the different other platforms that cover sports at the college and the high school level, uh, it, it really sparked some more thought and some interest for me on this topic. And uh, at the end of the day, every family and every kid makes a decision that they feel is best for them to prepare them for what their goals and dreams might be. And for many of them, it's to play at the college level and prepare them for what they perceive as uh, a possible professional career. Those are very few and far in between. And I think all a lot, not all, but a lot of these new academies are are popping up and they're providing and promising things that really can't happen or won't happen uh, to the fruition that many of these parents and players are, are thinking they will. So to all the high school coaches and parents of high school players and high school players yourselves, stay the course, stay the course. If you're in a great high school program and you're aligned with a good, solid AAU program, you don't need to go to this academy route. You don't need to. Um, I wish you guys nothing but the best. I appreciate the the listening of the ISO on SBA on SB Live Sports. Click that button wherever you get your podcast to download, subscribe, and review. Thanks again for joining. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.